0: You know what's been my experience with failure though? Speaking of failure. <laughs> oh
1: before, yes, tell me.
0: My experience generally has been that I fail ever so slightly upwards gradually over time. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's because I've surrounded myself uh, with more talented and intelligent people to whom's coat t- <laughs> coattails I desperately cling. <laughs> I just made Samantha nearly spit coffee. Swallow it, dude. You're meant to <gasps> swallow drinks, it's what it is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> or because of the privilege of my uh gender and fucking all that shit. Uh,
2: I'm gonna, I'm I like a mixture Ill. of both. I'm gonna failing up this. is fun, failing good because I think that's just a nice little metaphor for life, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, no, because that's what that's resonated with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, but imagine mean, like, failing, failing down productively and non stop. Failing down would be shit.
0: Yeah, you'd be like, fuck.
1: I mean, I'm gonna give up. Have it. you guys just tried not failing?
2: Uh well, I mean, I've tried. That would mean not trying. Oh,
1: it? wow! We you just put you failed, that you an Instagram try, post. You, <laughs> you
2: try
0: to fail and live, love love. Put like
1: and, a black and white photo of Sam's face.
0: If you fail to try, you try to fail. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> try and fail to try. Twenty twenty three. You failed to try failing. <laughs> if, <laughs> and when failing to try, it's important to try not to try is failing. Is this the second time this <laughs> podcast is
1: becoming a rise and grind like fucking productivity, just hustle culture the, the podcast? The grind, grind, grindcore,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is of course a genre of music. We should do an episode of grindcore. It'd be fucking brutal. What the
1: fuck is grindcore? It's a,
0: it's a subgenre of metal music. See, okay. Can you hum a few bars? Uh, I simply cannot. <laughs> it is simply not possible to hum a few bars. I'm afraid. Oh, if wow. it was, it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the extent of how. Ha- hum- <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you could do is just play it in the distance. And that's what it is. So instead of. Hey, can you hum a few like, <laughs> 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 I hope that was as quiet on mic as I intended it to be.
2: Nightmarish. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Um, grind culture sucks balls, doesn't it? It it's does. the grind. I'm, it's the grind. I
1: actively combat it at work all the time. I'm one of the only people uh, who doesn't work, like, well into the evening and on weekends.
0: I, But just because I find there's been periods of my life where I've just gone, like, yeah, let's fucking wow every wow. <laughs> every goddamn minute we're going to be doing some shit. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to wow. And I didn't finish these sentences and I just made a lot of, <laughs> lot of noise. And, like, it, it always ends with, like, an explosion to which, like, my stress bubble bursts so that I can no longer handle even the smallest of responsibilities. It never ends with just like a, hey, we've succeeded in that task and it's time to take a little break. It's like kind of like, what do you want to watch tonight? And don't put that fucking pressure on me. Yeah. <laughs> did you, what do you want to have for dinner? I'm going to fucking die if you ask me any mm, more questions.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's like the, the thought that like, oh, if I just kind of hustle and get this done, then I'll be able to take a break. But there's always something else that fills the slot. So it's yeah. like, just be yeah. calm. Be calm I think, yourself.
2: I think people lose sight of the long game.
1: <laughs> it's a, life is a marathon and sometimes you need to stop for water.
2: And it's boring that to should watch. Be, well,
1: we should put that <laughs> on our
2: Instagram.
0: <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> life is a marathon and if you try to run, you <laughs> fail to try to run. Life is a highway and I'm going to ride it all night long? Are you going to ride it?
2: Yeah, That's what he cool. says Yeah,
0: It just never occurred to me that I've never ridden a highway <laughs> <laughs> I would never describe like, it If someone was asking me for directions I wouldn't say like Okay, so you you ride the Bruce <laughs> You ride the Bruce highway for just forever Just straddle
2: the Bruce I, One leg over I, I wanted to know I paused Because I was take like it at a trot. In that moment Going, is this a very sexual thing I'm about to say I'm like, I'm just like is this song more sexual than I imagined? Well, only
0: because my wife is a highway. I'm going to ride dun, it all. Dun, dun, <laughs> that's, dun, 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 that's a little, dun, dun, little dun, dun, more sexual. So. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's, really okay, so it's ride system. it Isn't
1: and then it's really drive catchy. it.
0: Ride it and drive it. Now, mm-hmm. that's sexual. If you fail to ride it,
2: you try to drive it. Yeah, but wait, what is the highway? The, the sexual partner? Because that's. No, I, it's I, life. I life th- is a I highway. Life said fucking, it just I a moment just ago. Go. Isn't
1: it like literally just like sometimes life be fucking you? Sometimes
0: <laughs> life fucks you, sometimes <laughs> you fuck life. It always ends badly. Live, laugh, <laughs> <and> fuck. <laughs>
2: the coffee dripped out of my mouth into my moustache and soaked in there. So it's like the pause where I'm setting. very clearly
0: about to go like, and you're like. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like, okay, Jim's about to start the episode. Better, <laughs> better choke on all of them.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I knew doing an afternoon noise. recording was going to be chaos. I
0: refuse to apologize. Hello, everybody. Hi. It's us. Talking. Today, again, at the Music and Everything podcast, it's freaking awesome to see you uh, in our mind's eye. Uh, today, we're all feeling a little bit silly today, uh, which is uh, ironic because the topic of today's episode uh, is actually used in English as a word for being very serious. So today we're talking about sobriety. And as I'm sitting here. I noticed that neither of you are wearing the chief investigator hat. So I don't even know (gasps) who's in charge.
2: Big reveal. Get it away from my head. (laughs) (laughs) I I, was doing
1: a a surprise reveal. I was doing a fanfare.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: I did it first. Take the offer. Can I
0: I say that I don't want the episode to be this way?
2: I... I, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Late. <laughs> I'm literally tempted to start over with two different people uh, with season one all <laughs> whole over Whole new again. podcast. <laughs> so Samantha is wearing the Chief Investigator hat today. Very seriously. No jokes. Very serious podcast. Stop laughing. <laughs> behind your hands. Sobriety.
1: Yes, sobriety. Talk to us. Um, no. No, I will. Um, so sobriety... I is, was is what so, is it?
0: What, 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 okay, what are we here? doing here,
1: guys? Okay. <laughs> you guys keep throwing questions at me, and I'm very. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about sobriety. Sobriety is defined as a state of not engaging in intoxication. Intoxicating.
0: In- Toxic- what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Do you laughing? You good? <laughs> no, you're good. It's serious. It's good. Be sober. So okay, it is. Actively not doing something. So, sobriety is the absence of something.
1: Yes, it's the absence of something or it is... Um, if I just quickly pull up my etymology. Really,
0: my, my question is, <laughs> does it fucking exist at yeah. all as a concept?
1: As a concept, yes.
2: Well, it's a concept, but it's just a negative concept. Well... Much like well, in the Tool song, Sober. No. Okay. Um, where uh-huh. there is... the Why can we, can't we not be sober? Why
0: can't we not be sober? Be, if you try to fail... That's you right. to try.
2: Why can't so, we not that? So interesting. Be sober? Okay. So if which we Which means just... let's drink? Yeah. So if that's allowed, the word sobriety is allowed. Sweet. We figured it out.
1: <laughs> okay. That was an interesting tangent. Thank yes. you guys so You're much. You're welcome. So just to get back to the etymology of sobriety. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's straight away with a break.
1: Yeah. Etymology break straight up because I think it's an Im- important kind of like framing our tool for what I want us to talk about later. Okay. Right. So sobriety comes from the old French word, which means moderation or kind of temperate and indulgent. So it doesn't mean complete teetotal abstinence. Right. It means moderation. Moderation. So what this is what what drew me to this topic and this subject? Yeah. Um because it's a very curiosity driven topic for me is that there's a growing movement of things of sobriety and sobriety curious people
0: in okay. the
1: mm. basically across like the western
0: But region. does that sort of thing because again the reason I ask if it fucking exists because like it's just like it's not a state at all. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not a state, it's just being. Yes. Like being alive is sobriety. <laughs> like all babies are sober for the most part.
1: Yeah, I think like, it's it's a constructed it's a construction in relation to kind of expected behavior, I think, is a way of understanding. Yeah, see, that sobriety. makes sense. But what
0: that what that leads me to is my next question, Samantha. Thank you. Yes. Um, which is to like, does that mean that the societal norm as we understand it is let's get fucked up. Is it like is is that is it that's so normal that we have well, to have a concept for not getting fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I
1: mean, exactly, well, I think because... That's a really interesting question. I think you've got some...
2: Well, I, I, just, I just wanted to say that, like, um, you know, it, it, it is as a negative concept. Like, it can only exist in opposition to something else. Yeah. It's one of those ones. Can't have sobriety without beers. Yeah, it's like it's like a reactionary... Like state <laughs> Like Because as you said If you just had a society That never knew alcohol And was just sober Yeah It's not really sober You wouldn't call that sober No it's just like so A sober person is like someone's like Oh I don't drink or something In Australia That's because That's a notable thing You're in opposition to something Is the concept Like so sobriety As we kind of understand In popular
0: culture We're talking about like Absolute teetotal Clean kind of Is yeah. that as a result Of like The uh, Popularity of, of you know, like the, the 20th century understanding of like the alcoholic, and like now we are like totally clean 100%.
1: That is oh, what an amazing segue Abstinence. you've given yeah. me. That's You're like, welcome. Just touching a good question, asker. I'm going to
0: ride the monorail of truth. <laughs>
1: so, yes. So, essentially, sobriety has, and this is why I think it's really interesting that we're now getting sort of a resurgence. Or, or a movement towards sobriety or sober curiosity or whatever, because it is kind of, I feel like the word sobriety has this seriousness, like you said, because mm. it's deeply, deeply related to morality and it's deeply, deeply related to yeah. this idea of temperance. Um, which, the morality
0: thing is kind of and, where I get stuck. Yeah. Cause I and, don't like that.
1: Yes. And so I think it's a good idea to maybe go back in time. Holy <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> oh, shit. We need to get our time machine to make a different sound. That's okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, either or. Was um, that a
0: whole tone scale? It was an attempt. Yeah. Okay.
1: And I think it's important to kind of start this um, conversation at an historical root of the temperance movement and the teetotaler movement and the beginnings of sobriety in AA. Okay. Because I think that gives you important f- parameters to understand.
0: The type of sobriety we're talking about? T- like, what yeah. we're
1: talking about yeah. and then also what this new form of sobriety we're talking about is okay, in, right. in, in relation to I would to also
0: it. like to go back and talk
2: about like the balance thing. Yes. That and you were talking we're, about before. We're going to fucking get We're there. We're going to
1: get there. It's a full circle thing.
2: Because this is like, you know, the two, you mentioned it just, just now, Jim, but like the, the word sober either means not drinking, mm-hmm. the absence of, of, of drunkenness. very serious. Or serious, a sober-minded individual. Mm-hmm. And that to me suggests that early, from that etymology of like being moderate, which seems to fit well with this whole like uh, sober is morality thing where it's like a mm. sober-tempered person.
1: Yeah, and the interesting thing about temperance, so... If people who don't know about the temperance movement, the temperance movement was something in the 18 late 18th, 19th and early 20th century which was essentially an anti-drinking anti-alcohol movement that was kind of framed around safety and women's safety in particular. Okay. So it it comes really uh, it comes from women's groups um particularly around the relationship between Alcohols, the six PM swell, like pe- basically men after work hitting the pubs, drinking, um, and coming home having spent all the money, and then being violent. Right. That's where it all stems from. So it has incredibly sober roots because it comes from a sense of women going, "We're sick of this, know, shit. this shit." Yeah, yeah. And so they they obviously go, "What is what is the cause of this? It must be the alcohol." That is now something that is. Evil and sinful because they're also all Christians, obviously. Yeah. So, and
0: that's where you lose me because again, like that that first part, fucking awesome. Yeah. But, but also, it's so funny because that's like, it's so similar to just every fucking step of the way we fuck this up. Where it's like, this is happening. I'm now going to draw a direct line to this being the problem and that will solve it kind of thing. Mm. Like satanic panic fucking yeah. Vi- yeah, violent yeah. video games. You know, like this is the reason for this kind of violence. This is the reason for this kind of violence. It
2: is, it is interesting with because I was thinking about the, um, the Women's Temperance Leagues and stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I guess they were Christian, but it was just kind of a time period. Like we're talking about like uh, late 19th century, early 20th century. In that area of the world, which was? Yeah, like we're Britain talking about the, Australia, Britain, the Britain and the US. And
0: these were all at the same time separate, or were they all in cahoot?
1: No, <laughs> it was they were individual um, kind of organic roots. So they all propped up around the same time. They probably um, they probably heard about it. Like it's not going to mm. be something that's completely closed off. But they weren't like there wasn't like a international temperance right association. Well, yeah, not okay.
2: in a not in a sense that it actually governed anything. They back the in those days. Yeah, 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 and but they organise it into chapters and stuff. So they did sort of organise with international networks. I, I do, I do know that. Um, but, but also, there, but but a them. lot like any other political organisation in the early twentieth century that um, would do that. But like the, sad, the sad truth that substance abuse and um, yep. domestic violence exists on a global scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but well. I
1: think what's really interesting about this is so in Britain in particular, which is where like the Australian temperance movement came out of, and is probably the one that's the most known about apart from the prohibition, which happens in a very different way. In
2: the US. In yeah. the US.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, in Britain, the problem, there were two sort of problems that they, they raised as, as needing to be solved. One was that the pub was the centre of all masculine, um, like, socialisation.
0: We so- see that hand-me-down. Oh, it's Even still there. there. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not as obviously prevalent because there's so much other shit that we can do. But, like, holy fuck.
1: Yeah, and the other one was not the beer but it was actually the gin. So in Britain, what they were regulating was gin because it's a high alcohol content. They would drink it like in glasses. Like they would drink it quite a lot. (laughs) But it was related to the working class. Drinking gin was a working class thing. So it was actually- it was like a
0: cheaper liquor. It
1: was cheaper liquor and it was higher proof. And so what you have is a sort of simultaneous social control through alcohol control because they viewed the working class as being more um, kind of like wild- and more likely to engage in some of these behaviours, whereas like the middle and upper classes were they were moderate and they were yeah. measured with this sort of like Victorian gentlemanly sentiment. It is, it
0: is hilarious because it's like the most British thing ever. But yeah, it's just it like, really you no, know, we're talking about domestic violence and now somehow we've found a way to define that by class. Like class.
2: It's like, <laughs> of course, it's, it's not our decent it's people, darling. No, I use a glove.
1: <laughs> so what they actually did is they introduced taxes on gin. Christ. <laughs> oh, my God, I must have missed something. You just, just, just go on. Okay. Go on. Um, They imposed a tax of 20 shillings on every gallon and there are actually gin tax riots in Britain as a result of this.
2: Because that's quite a bit in those days. Yeah. Got a lot of money in those days. a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Back then, bloody gin, bloody
0: beers.
1: Yeah, but basically what ended up happening was, and this is so weird because then when you get to the Prohibition, which is a total rejection of all liquor, Mm -hmm. in the UK they literally were like beer is good and gin is bad. So they they basically said that according to both um, the government and temperance groups, beer actually helps society, whereas gin caused severe problems. So they were focusing on a very particular liquor.
0: Yeah, they just set
2: their sights on the scapegoat. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, you know what? That's actually really eerie for the um the sort of in our state of Queensland the the um, lockout laws that were aimed specifically at alcohol based you know Can you for, violence. for our. Um Listeners lockout. Yeah, yeah lockout can you describe um, what those well, are? I, I, I'm fuzzy on the details, but because I, I haven't been out in a long time. I mean, we haven't left uh, our homes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's basically that they, they won't let um, new patrons into an establishment after a certain time. After 12, you can't 12. get and shots. Also, and after that, you can't have shots. You can't have anything that's got like just- um, A higher liquor content. Yeah, you can't higher liquor content. So you can pretty much just get beers and stuff. Yeah. And maybe like, you know, rum and coke. So,
0: yeah, you, can't cook, <laughs> no, yeah. you can't get neat. You, can't, you can't even get like a
2: neat whiskey. Like, oh, can I have a Lagavulin of all in 16? Like, they won't give it. No, they they cannot legally no. give it to you. But you can get a, a mixed one of like Bundaberg
0: rum cook, which is <laughs> also. Yeah, with more sugar.
2: Like a, <laughs> like, it has yeah.
0: never been known to How about violence? the war against sugar fueled violence?
2: Like. Yeah, but that's really interesting. So you're
0: drawing a parallel to that, to this um, gin taxation. Yeah, yes. not
2: necessarily a link, but it is an echo. Like it's, it's, it's like, That's very familiar because it's like, oh, this is, this is the problem one. And of course, this is kind of based off people kind of going like, you know, it's like we shouldn't be pretending like there is a link between alcohol and violence. Of there course. absolutely is a link yeah. between alcohol and violence. I Whether or not the alcohol causes it is yeah, a bigger question. If you're question. looking
0: at the problem and you're going like, okay, so we could either attempt to um, fix toxic masculinity... <laughs> or we can tax the fuck out of gym. <laughs> I'll tell you what we can get done today. Yeah,
1: yeah you well, know I what's did. really easy? Just ride that bitch up.
2: <laughs> and that's a, that's a good way of putting it too because those are modern terms with modern concepts. We yeah. have a conception of, of a particular kinds of social values like toxic masculinity is the yeah. term you just use. that if we didn't have that there would be less violence but the people in the 1910s didn't have that they just had this idea that men were monsters who if you gave them booze would hit their women and children because and so they said that let's was not give them the booze the evidence
0: that they saw was yeah. the truth yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah fair
2: enough they didn't have
1: like in depth like sociological analysis and
0: anthropological well, how much was that tax again
1: um, it was what are they, twenty, shillings, 20 shillings every gallon. So this was introduced in 1736, actually. So this was quite oh, early. okay, that's a
0: lot. This then. was, a, yeah,
1: this was this was quite early, and that's the interesting thing about the UK is they were doing because they were doing it on such small scales. Their sort of temperance movements were well, it was mainly just like social regulation, and then the temperance stuff came out later right. with the actual like As movements of people who were going around and getting pubs closed down.
0: So are you saying that it's like by taxing the gin? Personal use or personal purchase of gin would have dropped, and now more people are going to businesses that were getting taxed out the arsehole. Or was there no real kind of? I bought the gin to take home.
1: They don't take it home, right? So the only, bar's drink, the only place. the only the pub you is the only place. drink in the pub. Yeah. And but it, yeah. what it meant was that it was more expensive for the pubs to buy the gin.
0: So the, yeah, yeah, they taxed the businesses to. Yeah, stop so the they patrons. wouldn't yeah. have as
1: many as much liquor right. on site, so they mm. couldn't pro- they couldn't let as many people get drunk.
2: And like we were talking about with the whiskey episode that means that you raise those taxes and stuff in this time period, they just go to the street. Like, yeah. <laughs> the reason why like, gin, and the, gin and prohibition was, the, that was well, yeah. became the thing. Actually, it was really it, easy to Again, distill. the
0: parallel with the lockout laws yeah. is that like, people knew that after a certain time, because people, like, young people aren't going out until fucking late anyway. So yeah. it's like by the time they get out to the club or the pub or wherever they're going, yeah. they know that in a few hours, they're not going to be able to buy what they do. So what do they do? They buy cheap drinks and they smash them. Yeah. And they yes. do pre drinks at home yep. and get absolutely wrecked and then go to the pub yep. and buy what they can. I
1: mean, I did that recently because I went to a hen's weekend. You're an absolute, <laughs> absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. It sounds like the um, worst so, possible and, and actually, relatedly, okay, there work, there were Christian organizations there at the really? surface trying to basically stop basically going, please stop doing this. <laughs> were they
2: dressed in like really long like 1920s No, They were wearing like, Young ladies! <laughs> save yourselves! They were wearing
1: the fucking boards. You know, the Wait, board with like the I was joking, like, boards with writing on them. On oh, stuff on them. Jesus like it Christ. was like a the full end long, is coming. Yeah, very, very much. So like I found that because I was already researching this episode when that happened and I was like, Whoa. What the
0: fuck? That's crazy. I mean, like the thing is, okay, so I have two responses to that. First of all, that is like Like, did you say Surface Paradise? That's the place to do it. Firstly. But, but I mean they, but also it's totally not the place to do it because it's like that's lots of people there and you're also not gonna convince a single yeah, well, one of them with your fucking bodyboard.
2: There's almost like an element of respect I'm having here where it's just like, what a thing to face the gates of hell yourself. You know, like <laughs> you're like from your perspective, this is the most hideous pit of sin and villainy you can imagine. It's up to me.
1: Like we literally I'll came from it. a strip show. Yeah. And then walk past these guys being like, Jesus Sinful will save women. you and I'm like I met Jesus and he's not going to save me. No. His name was Jesus, actually, but that's right. Okay. He was very
2: attractive. I would like to sidetrack for a moment, (laughs) Um, (laughs) very fast, (laughs) Um, is that, you know, we're talking about the, like how people evade... Uh, laws and stuff. You know, like, they, oh, they just smash drinks early to avoid yeah. your work out or whatever. They just pre-drink really hard. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the six o'clock swill, which Sam had mentioned earlier.
1: Yes, which was an Australian phenomenon, was yes. it not? Yes, well,
2: it's probably a phenomenon elsewhere, but it's especially an Australian and Queensland phenomenon. Because pubs because
1: closed at six.
2: The, the Basically, conservative ideas and the temperance ideas in the 20th century were kind of quite pervasive in Queensland, more so than in other states of Australia. Um, we have and, had a conservative trait over time. Yes. Until there's a, there's a long, about now. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, but uh, so they, they had um, closing times for pubs, which was six o'clock, 6 p.m. every single night. Now, I'm um, sorry, for context, we're talking about the 1960s here. Okay. So 1960s in early. Brisbane, you, it's very early. Yes, you, stop, you finish work at five. And so what people did, of course, was you finish work at five and with the boys, you go to the pub. Yeah. And you drink as many beers as humanly possible by <laughs> 6pm like yeah. <laughs> and then you slosh on home.
0: You slosh home. That is the verb to travel while drunk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Especially with that much liquor in your stomach actively as well. Like not like over four hours. It's like you've drunk probably... And they weren't serving anything large. It's not like there were serving many well, yeah, this, is,
2: this is really funny because in this era, there's uh, like, like a pony of beer. It's like smaller than a pot of beer, small which is two hundred eighty-five mils. And so it, like it's a small glass, but they're just... Knocking them back. Yep, another one. Yep. So hence the six o'clock swell. And That's then you, absolutely and insane. And actually,
1: we've been watching Miss Fisher, Oh uh, yeah, which is set in the 1920s, and there were pubs that would lock the doors... But people would still be inside, yeah. A, it's a lock-in, yeah. Yeah, they, and they would continue. I've actually been to one
0: of those in Europe. It was fun. Yeah, sweet. Ireland does it a lot, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, But they, yeah, they, and they would like serve liquor after hours, and it was, it was a, an offense.
2: Bastards. Yeah.
1: But that, Break and I say, rude. I say
2: the boys because it was only men as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So, but but like the where we're kind of landing on this, I guess, is that it's just with all of this policy-directed kind of attempts to curb. Alcohol fueled violence, or you're doing is encouraging <laughs> new creative ways for people to get as drunk as quickly as possible and yes. arguably making it worse. Is that where we're at?
1: Yeah. And then you've got prohibition, which took it that one little step further because America likes to be different yeah. and we have organized crime. I yeah. think we um, need to talk
2: more about prohibition. Yeah. So,
1: prohibition, because the temperance movement was, I think one could say, very, like more, um what's the word I want to use to be?
2: Um, vivacious, pervasive,
1: pervasive and uh, aggressive,
2: <laughs> chevre,
1: <laughs> uh, quite aggressive,
0: aggressive. they would actually
1: actively shut things down, militant, oh, right. militant, yeah. and they actually resulted in like prohibition legislated, so they,
0: because the temperance movement was going so, so yeah, hard because out, because
1: the, the what, it, what, what are they called, the women's Christian, women's Christian temperance union,
0: yeah,
1: were a group of women who managed to actually get the government to prohibit.
2: Through violence. <laughs> well, just through
1: like... Through, like
2: intensity. Intensity. Okay, I wouldn't right. say necessarily
1: they were violent, but they, they were they were very like um, forthright in their approaches. Now, this is in the
0: US, right? This is in the US. So is, does this have more um, of a kind of liturgical attachment to you know like is is there more like religious fervor behind this moment i would say there's definitely more
1: moralism behind it and there's what the hell and there's more um there's more it's definitely more rooted in christianity and there's a lot more of like we the people uh you know we dictate sort of what our society should look like they actually had temperance towns so they would actually take over whole towns. Americans and their tendency
0: to manifest.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, but in those towns, you couldn't drink and you couldn't have alcohol in the boundaries of right. the town. Um, and they they had a, they, they definitely had a more moralistic viewpoint. So they viewed yeah, drinkers okay. as morally weak, criminal and insane. So there was a lot of like categorising the drinker as this clearly devolved person. Yeah,
0: right. Dehumanising um, the alcohol drink Which drinker. also,
1: if you wanted... If like then there's also the racial elements and all of that sort of stuff. That, that can't canalize. be ignored in this
2: time period. It cannot no. be
1: ignored. But what they essentially did is they managed to get the government to legislate alcohol reform um, and essentially result in a total ban of all liquor
2: Across the country. Across the
1: country. Yeah,
2: and so it's in constitutional amendment as well. It's an amendment. So that's I actually I just I literally got up. That's why Sam was reacting. I got up to get the copy of the Constitution of the U.S. off the shelf, and which of course you have, um, yeah, which is in 1919 on January 16th. The, sorry Americans, this is probably very silly, but the 18th Amendment. I can't read Roman numerals very quickly. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that um, because five plus three is eight. Yeah. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Yes. After one year from the ratification of this article, the manufacture sale, the transportation of intoxicating liquors within the importation thereof into or the exportation thereof from the United States and all territories subject to the jurisdiction thereof, for beverage purposes, is hereby prohibited. People for beverage just, purposes. <laughs> People just don't write like that
1: anymore. Yeah. So through this as well is you've got these two sides of it. You've got the temperance movement who have this moralistic side, and then you have a reaction to prohibition, which is the development of organised crime. That's mm. where you get speakeasies, mm. and you have these underground mechanisms in which to get alcohol. for to the sweet, cocktails, cocktails episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, which is... And then and then you get the beginning of that sort of, like, underbelly culture mm. that stems and is deeply, deeply connected to drinking because it is the most, like, outward way of, like, rebellion. Mm. In so this what's, time what's
0: hilarious is that it's, like... Both of these. Well, actually, no, not both, because the the British one was talking about it, it's gin. Gin is the problem. Stop. Fucking stop drinking gin. Um Whereas, obviously, in the US, they went like went for the home run.
1: Total ban.
0: Um, total fucking ban. Which is
1: odd for but America.
0: The, the like so. What's hilarious about this is it almost leads us back to the the more effective version of sobriety is the one of the original definition that you were talking about, which is moderation mm. instead
2: of a blanket but Well,
1: temperance is also like as a, as a... I'm pretty sure temperance as a word is not...
2: Well, yeah, tempered as in like tempered. Tempered as and in e- moderation. Even tempered, yeah. We're gonna yeah. yeah, and how like somebody has a temper is actually like a... We're, we're saying the word wrong. Mm. That phrase has got corrupted over time. Oh, that he's got a temper. Yeah, because a good temper would actually used to mean... A good thing. Yeah, that you had a stable mood.
1: Because mm. um, I do think that temperance and teetotaling are obviously are kind of connected, but they're not the exact same thing because mm. teetotal is also literally, and it's it's not T as in T-E-A, it's T-E-E.
2: Yeah. Wait. What?
0: Yes, that is correct. I also oh, know actually? this. I don't. No, it, it is. It
1: is, yeah. I'm pretty sure.
0: For reasons. And the reasons are available online. Uh, <laughs> and you can <laughs> seek them out. Why?
1: But it basically, <laughs> I don't know, but it basically they, they would abstain from anything that was, I could be wrong.
0: No, no, you're not wrong. Okay. Don't doubt yourself. Okay. <laughs> Don't doubt yourself. But they, yeah, confidence.
1: they wouldn't even engage in, um, like coffee or caffeine.
2: Yes. Was
1: o- was also absolutely cheap oh, so
2: yeah. not tea then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like tea as well.
0: And the Boston Tea Party was also oh. spelled T E E. Um, What's going on? Because they were just hitting golf balls into the ocean. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, it's actually it more silly. Great it's more silly than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. really? So it's just it's just a like a. Like a, the letter T, as if you're emphasizing the total.
1: Oh. T total. Like, like capital, capital T, T, T total,
2: total, as if you said that. Oh, But then oh, right. it was written like that, so you say T total, and then it becomes spelt T total. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, oh, that's really uh, silly. That's dumb. Are you can just say like, I don't drink. The, um, <laughs> okay, so the
1: other the other thing that the... It comes from
2: 1834, apparently. Women's right. <laughs>
1: Christian Temperance Union managed, like were involved in is AA, or Alcohol Anonymous.
0: Okay. Which... And that's where the Christian element ah! comes in, which is because <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ is that the sound of it the is. American bird <laughs> um, of you know, victory it's yeah. every time somebody says the women's Christian temperance uh, whatever union. union it's just like somebody has to A follow up, like <laughs> But no, yeah, that okay, is so the, that's where Christianity comes in. That's at.
1: where the moralist, because obviously you've got the 12 steps, like anyone who's engaged in any sort of American media for long enough will have come across this concept the of AA. Steps, yeah. The 12 steps, The 12-step program. Oh, I is- did not
0: know this until I was well and truly an adult because, again, like American cultural hegemony and stuff like that. The presence of AA to me is just like, yeah, it's a place you go and you do the thing and you help yourself out. And it, I had no idea it was like a Christian cult mm. until <laughs> I was like well and truly an adult.
1: Yeah and so this is all the really interesting context to go sobriety as people understand it comes is deeply connected to christianity is deeply regarded as anti fun As well because of the historical roots of prohibition and the historical roots of the temperance unions going in and literally shutting establishments down where people could socialise. And one of the only places people could socialise was these drinking places. Especially working class people. Especially working class people. So so I think when we think about sobriety now, you have this sort of very like Christian moralistic anti-fun idea. Yeah, right, okay. But what's coming out now, and this is the thing that I've been seeing a lot, um, I follow a lot of people online who have been, quite a few of them slowly becoming sober, it's not the same thing. It's coming from a very different route. And we're now getting this thing called sober curiosity.
0: Okay, you mentioned that. I was going to ask about that because you were using that term a couple of times earlier.
1: Yeah, so sober curiosity. That feels like
0: a now
2: term. Yeah, so it's (laughs) It's a now term. It's a very 2023 term.
1: The other thing they call it is... um, what are they called? Mindful drinking.
2: That's even more so. <laughs> which is like, feels very
1: woo woo. Um, Mindful drinking. Not, not woo. Drinking. Woo woo. Um, so basically, it's a form of sobriety where you most of the time don't drink, but you are very selective and intentional about when you drink and how much you drink. Okay. So it's essentially. Temperance, it's moderate drinking, it's drinking mm. when you want to drink
2: and not <laughs> drinking when you don't want to drink. I love how we're, we're just such etymological purists on yes. this table that you're basically saying, that's temperance, that's what that is. That's what Not that what is. they say temperance but is.
1: But what it is is essentially going, we have a culture, particularly in Australia, where if you go for a celebratory thing, you, you're doing something fun, yeah. you're probably going to have maybe a glass of bubbly if you're celebrating or a beer with the lads. Like, it's Get going, on the beers. You're going to have a few <laughs> drinks And the whole Sober Curiosity movement is based in the idea that maybe not everything has to revolve around alcohol Mm, or maybe when you go to an event, you don't have to drink.
0: Yeah, and see, I, I love this because both of these things are names that aren't necessary Yes. For like literally just existing. Because, <laughs> because again, it's like it, I still come back mm. to the point that I don't think sobriety exists. I, I genuinely don't. And, so it's like, and I don't like labels for shit. I know that everyone's all about labels now, but it's just my generation when we, <laughs> we wanted to reject all of the terms and now is a name for everything.
1: But no, I agree with you. I think like sobriety, sober as a term, and I think sober should be used for people who aren't drinking. Full stop. For, you reckon? Full stop. Because it's a way of communicating. It's less less. Oh, of,
0: okay. So no, I only agree I only agree with you if it's not an adjective. If it's a noun, yes. I am sober. Like a sober. Or like yes. I have been sober. Implied articles sober. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that it's a useful tool because it basically puts a pin in the questions. Do you know if you're not drinking and there's a reason why you're not drinking, yeah. you go, I'm sober.
2: And people go like up oh, done,
1: and they they don't talk to you about it. Anymore.
2: Yeah, because the, the implication is that you've had a problem. And yeah, well it is because the, so the term sober, I think, in in terms of your AA and other programs um, and stuff in rehab, like um, they only really define you as like sober if you are actually free of the want for the drug. So for example, you could have not drunk for two weeks and let's just say you had an alcohol problem, like yeah. a, real, a real problem, drinking every day and stuff. And then you go two weeks without drinking, but it's actually, no, you, we need months to pass and for you to not even go, oh, I could really go really with a drink right now. Really fucking go like a it's, right it's, You are actually f- free from it, the mm. addiction, that's the point where that you're generally considered so sober. sober is what I mean. Like, yeah, So, but yeah. that's why that word has that implication. Yeah, okay. That's why if somebody said, oh, no, I'm sober. If, if someone says, I don't drink, it's like, oh, you clearly don't drink. That's a choice you made. Fair enough. If someone says, I'm sober. That means, okay, means
0: you're in a prison of your own making for your own safety. Yeah, okay,
2: gotcha. <laughs> yeah,
1: because there's also, I think there's also a greater awareness of what I call non-classical expressions of, and this is what I call it, okay. non-classical expressions of alcohol dependency where you... Are a kind of person who doesn't drink every day, but when you do drink, you can't stop drinking. You drink a lot. You, you drink, drink a it lot. all.
0: Everything
2: you've got, yeah. You
1: and you drink, and you. The only reason why you stop drinking is because everybody else is going home, and so you're being forced to leave. Well, that's
2: sort of like I, I would call that socially acceptable alcoholism. Yes. Mm. And see, so this is where like, like in Australia, <laughs> 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 no. But you know, you know, it was, Jimmy was saying that like um, sobriety can't exist because because it's this oppositional term. Yeah. And so if you really want it to exist, i.e., a moderate consumption of alcohol then you don't want to use the term. it's almost like it feels like you're self-defeating Yeah. but the, i think the thing is in the australian context is that we have a really quite alcoholic culture we do um and some some people listening might not be really aware of that although there's a bit of a stereotype of australians of being drinkers so maybe not that, yeah but there's a thing in australia where it's just like pretty much anytime you socialize with other adults you're you're drinking in one way or another yeah yeah and that's why that's why some of these terms people kind of use them because or, or i don't drink much or i don't drink at all or i'm mm. sober or something sober curious yeah, yeah because which is the one that bugs me but then like there
0: is that stat and i think you probably would have come across this that it's like particularly in australia this next generation coming of age now tend to drink less Do you certainly than stats? we did i would love to hear some stats. because
1: i thought this was really fascinating because it's it's interesting that. The, if you want to use generational like definers, it's, I don't of like them. Of course I do. I don't
0: understand. <laughs>
1: I don't like them, but I think they're useful to just understand age groups. So basically the group of people that are going sober now, yeah, not for alcohol reasons, but for like various different reasons, yeah. um, um, are elder millennials. So they're in basically slightly older than you.
0: Yeah, me and like the year or two above me yes, basically. Yes, yeah. And so, Pus- uh, pushing 40.
1: Yeah, sort of like in their mid to late 30s. Yeah. Um, they're all going sober, basically. Okay. But what's fascinating is that the young kids are not, and every generation it's getting less and less, they're not drinking as much. Yeah, wow. stop. So you've also got people who are just engaging in this sort of sober curiosity from a very young age. So what happened? What have I got? I've got some statistics here. So here we go. So so 12 to 15-year-olds, so to be clear, it's illegal to drink in Australia under the age of 18. Yep. And... So don't. And um, just to
0: our American people, like the 21 thing. Um, Dumb. just going, going on there? It just boggles my mind. Yeah, dude. just like,
2: like. I was done with uni by the time I was, I was like, I was 20. Uni is college. Yes, ah. yeah. And I was done with university study.
1: <laughs> so the proportion. <laughs> what, are, you just, are you just making animal
0: noises again? <laughs> you're, just,
1: you're just trying to derail me right now. Yeah. So 12 to 15 year olds reported in, 35% of them had reported drinking in 2004. Okay. By 2013, that dropped to 18%. Right. The 16 to 17-year-olds, so this would be in that same time difference, this would be the 12 to 15-year-olds going up and like the 12-year-olds the are now.
0: These same people basically again. Basically the same people yeah, again.
1: Right. They um The the number of them that reported drinking went from 81% to 59%.
0: Wow. Whoa. It was, okay, so me at that age, right? So like if <laughs> I was, yeah, okay. The, oh, that's, um. 59% of <laughs> myself was drinking. Call an ambulance <laughs> for me. Um, at, I was younger than kids are now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. The sentence is over, So, it, it will make sense. I was younger than kids are now when I graduated. So, it's like-
2: Oh, yeah. Because of the changing system. Gradu-
0: yeah. yeah. So, the, we've had a change in system in school. So, it's like, I'm a December baby and we were younger at the time. So, I literally finished high school when I was 16. Whereas kids are now mostly 18 when they're graduating school. So I'm sure that's a factor in that as well because like it wasn't until roughly year 11, 12, the last two years of school that it was like in our, in, certainly in my school and my kind of milieu, it was ever present that it's just like we were trying to get drinks, trying to yeah. party, trying to do all this stuff. Um in a really kind of particularly because at the time it was just like all of the movies were fucking frat boy broish shit in the early two thousands. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's all the American pies and stuff. So it's was like, that was that was that's that eighty something percent that you were talking about before. Yeah. That's that's me doing yeah. that.
2: But it is it is fascinating though because the fact that it's not just like because it's tempting as so many sort of bullshit columnists do all the time. Like Gen Z is so different because it's just like they're basically continuing and it's this bad. <laughs> they're, they're continuing the same trend because the millennial generation, like our generation basically, drank way less than Gen X's basically. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah. No. Way no. Less. We are not like it's a continuing trend. Dude, that's Way insane. Less. They were saying that to fucking us. Fucking waste. When when I was in school in the late two thousands, that's what the sort of stuff they were they were like the studies they were doing. Yeah. At the time, going why you like this? Why aren't you? Why are you hitting the fucking? There was, piss the,
1: ball? There was the binge <laughs> drinking kind of scare. If you remember, when I was in like high school, there was the whole like kids of binge 10s. drinking. Can you believe it? This whole this binge drinking. Is that I mean, when if you the actually,
0: term sort of started? Yeah, because two thousand
1: eight was when they basically defined this thing as binge drinking and they started actually doing legislative pushes to-, to
0: <gasps> I was going to bring this up. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. So, but
1: what's really <laughs> Stole in, it from him. What's interesting, though, is that like, if you actually look at the data, it's like, they're, yeah, that I think it's like, yes, kids were binge drinking, but then they were drinking less frequently, which means mm. on the whole they were drinking less.
0: Less, right. Because basically
2: Australians used to drink way but uh, more. I think what's important <laughs> is that
0: like the, these there have been some really fucking good- government ads yeah. yes and like what well, i was gonna say bring this that up often. because like yeah normally <laughs> when you see like a government push towards like you know like uh stop it when they're young kind of domestic violence mm. kind of stuff it's like there's a lot of cringe and it's all this shit that they're not doing quite right this yeah. doesn't it feels plastic and weird but the anti-drinking ones in australia have been fucking awesome yeah, have
1: you seen the latest one
0: um, Which is like,
1: if you're driving, just don't drink Like it's literally just like, we're yeah. not even
0: going to allow drive. Just, yeah. Never drive never I've seen this posters around It's just like, <laughs> if you drink, never drive It's just like, cool, I'll just I'll sell the car <laughs> um, But the, 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 like, the ones that I remember, right There's a big one Back when I was a kid And that was another drink driving one And it was just literally on television Getting away with swearing And it sounds like, if you drink and drive, you're a bloody idiot was the campaign. Like, straight up, it was just like, mm. fuck you, basically. And they would have these people and they would have a stamp on their head that was like pressed into their flesh that said bloody idiot. And it was pretty yeah, fucking I remember that. dark.
1: Yeah. Was that around the same time as Every K Over is a Killer? No, yeah. that's way
0: later. So this, oh. this is so but the, the, the other ad that I thought, and this is the one that impacted me the most, and it's obviously changed things. you just saying that people around my age or slightly older are starting to drink less. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, there's three things. One, I think that if people are told like what the definition of binge drinking is, just like finding out what the definition of like obesity is and you realize that you might actually finish that character category after all, it'll change what they do. Like you were saying about the um, the governmental push, the kind of like, oh, binge drinking, it's this term. This is what binge drinking is. And people looking at it and going like, oh, I thought binge drinking was drinking like an alcoholic every day, but it's really just describing what my weekend's like. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm this, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is, I said three, but there's really two. The um, this, this ad was fucking amazing and it was to do with being a parent. So it hit home big time for me Or it's like not realizing what you're teaching your kids basically. I can't remember what the big catchphrase was but it was just like be aware of what you're quietly accidentally teaching your kids and it was this simple one they're having a family barbecue and the dad finishes a beer and he turns to his son who's maybe 10 like a kid and goes like hey can you go grab me a beer out of the fridge thanks mate goes grabs the beer opens it for his dad and gives it to him and that seems like such a small and innocuous thing especially culturally for us but it's like the minute that that seed is planted that it's just like yeah that's actually probably not great is it Mm. it makes you fucking think about it and like Nowadays, my wife and I generally don't drink in front of the girls because that ad is in my head. Mm. Yeah, You know, it's only on special occasions or something. Well, they'll see us do that. Most of the times they'll go to bed and if we're going to have a beer, we'll do it then. Yeah, You know, it's like, hey, that is a really fucking effective government ad. And that's probably a big part of it is that there's been a cultural push
2: towards do this less. So when you talk about these multi-generational things, if our generation drank less than the previous, like... Who's raising the younger ones? This <laughs> is like the low Gen Z, of course. Like, who, who's raising the next one? So, like, and who raised the Gen Zs before them? It's like obviously parents hand down um, alcoholic norms so, yeah. and also sobriety norms for for good and bad. Because I've I've known people that have
0: had like practically alcoholic parents who are totally sober now because they're just like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: with this, it's interesting you bring that up because basically what they like just with the statistics, the pattern continues to hold for the 18 to 24 year olds. It went. lesser, like it went from 32 to 22, but they're still drinking less. Um, This happens across all genders, socioeconomic groups, regional and urban areas. It's happening everywhere. What the fuck? So it's a total thing. (gasps) However, let me finish. (gasps) Let me finish. I just
0: got words to say.
1: (laughs) No, this is also happening. This is also not a shifting from alcohol to drugs. It's happening across cannabis and other illegal substances as well. But what's interesting is this decline was happening before- intervention so you were talking about all these government ads yeah this decline was occurring
0: gradually over time Mm. prior
1: to this but that is a big push i think and i think you're right in suggesting that that's why gen like later whatever the hell is happening after gen it's it's alpha i think my kids are alphas
0: okay so gen z we gotta stop naming groups of people (laughs)
1: basically like people born in the 2000s and younger that would explain then why they're not drinking as much because then you see 13. this. Also, there was a massive tax on.
0: <laughs> if you were born in two thousand, you're twenty-three. Oh yes, sorry, <laughs> my guy. I thought you were talking about the late. I was picturing it as no. So much.
1: and also <laughs> they're, they're, they did put start putting taxes on like those like on like Volker cruiser esque.
2: Yes, things. that happened. That started happening uh, just after I was a late teen. Well, this is what I was going to add because you know it was kind of a thing that I should have thought of earlier with this, but like alcohol in Australia was really expensive. Mm. Um, and that's because of tax excises that are specifically to slow down the consumption of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so alcohol is, is really expensive. And it's actually gotten worse recently mm. with the sort of like inflation that Australia has been experiencing. In these uncertain, uncertain times. times. Well, they're quite certain. The prices are going up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain of it. Um, so like it's actually very expensive to drink now. Yeah, like even if you're drinking at home, this was going to be my thing. It's yeah. just like you know, we've
0: gone through it, it, we're in a period of economic downturn, we're like, mm. and, and and interestingly,
2: record profits
0: um, somehow for your mm. fucking big companies and shit. I wonder what could be driving that.
2: Certain times, yeah, I'm
0: hungry <laughs> for the rich, so like <laughs>
1: yum 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 yum,
0: yum <laughs> Let me eat them. The uh, but yeah, so because of that, like I remember in my youth even mm. doing a shit kicker job or something like that, I still had heaps of expendable income yeah. that I would then spend on fucking whatever I pleased. Yeah,
1: like, you could get like Sixer for not that much. Oh, or dude, like yeah, I remember just vodka bottles. Literally
0: now it's like this This might for some, I mean overseas it's probably going to fall in deaf ears, but for Aussies right now, I used to go and get a uh, like a rum and Coke or a bourbon and Coke out mm. a bar for four, four bucks.
2: $4? $4, oh, dollars. Oh, Jesus. I don't think I could buy a packet of chips for that now. Like I'm not even yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: This yeah. is. Uh, what I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not even doing a voice now. This is just what I sound like. When I was 18. It's all the rum. I bought $10 jugs. $10 jugs. At a seedy bar. <laughs> okay. A so, of Two New, a t- fine, <laughs> bre- fine brews. Okay, okay, I'm going to off by your, oh, New.
2: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so there have been some. There have been some studies into basically why why are the youths drinking less, and they've kind of landed on four distinct sort of reasons, kind of categories of reasons. Okay, one is. Um very interesting uncertainty and worry about the future yeah um
2: <laughs> shit's fucked can't afford so they're
1: like feeling the pressure <laughs> to be kind of more responsible early on they're kind of having to right. be uh, but also it's very much like is this a wise decision i i mean does that
0: also tie in with a sort of like increase in um drive for social justice and things like that you know wearing the the weight of the world's problems and like yes we're gonna i would around. say
1: so yeah. um concerns about health
0: okay well i mean an awareness yeah.
1: of the fact that alcohol is a more intoxicant. knowledge about it
2: and more more evidence about it, yes. more awareness of mental health and, issues as well, and
1: general more awareness yeah. of mental health issues, um, changes to technology and leisure. So basically, there's a argument that the way that children social children the way that young adults socialize <laughs> these these days um Kids. happens is more technologically mediated and doesn't need to occur in these public spaces as much and so yeah okay. aren't the center of a social life in your no, early 20s discord is
0: or yeah. like yeah, yeah you know COG. and
1: then the third one i game is, worse
0: if i've been drinking and i don't want to embarrass the boys <laughs> i don't want to get carried man i want yeah. to fucking yeah sorry
1: shifting relationships with parents so and under having a Understanding of your parents as individuals and people is happening earlier, right? Um, and a recognition of their behaviors and the way that they, um, and sort of like a communicate, more open communication about alcohol. I remember when I was going through like the schoolies time.
0: Yeah, schoolies a, being school leavers, in Australia. School leavers leaving school, and there was like a traditional kind of like week where you would go to a place and just get fucking hammered for. An even though you week. were
1: underage, it was like yeah, a the weird, phrase like, is
0: maggot. But you get maggots. Yeah. Maggot. yeah.
1: Um, but I had a friend who. I don't think
0: they say that anymore.
1: <laughs> they don't. The kids don't say that anymore. But like, um, the schoolies, they had a house on the Sunshine Coast, and their parents supplied a limited amount of alcohol. But that's all they were given. So it was a, like a
0: limited amount. A limited amount. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it
1: sounded an like unlimit- you said an unlimited amount. I'm just so, like so, these
0: were loose parents.
1: <laughs> no. So essentially, they were like, "Well, you're going to drink anyway, so we're going to give you the alcohol, but we now know how much alcohol you have." Yeah. I mean, we had eighteen year olds with us, so it was kind of whatever yeah, but, that's um,
0: <laughs> how little they knew?
1: yeah, but it was one of those um approaches of rather than just going don't drink at all, yeah we're abstinence go, or you busted, yeah, it was like we're going to supply you with mm. it, but we're going to force a <laughs> uh, a limit on you, I'd
0: rather you do it at home,
1: pretty much, and like yeah. but that is the sentiment of a lot of parents, and I think that it meant that like we kind of got over the drinking. Being kind of a cool thing. Yeah, the minute Earlier, that your parents
0: are okay with it, it's like, well, this is no longer <laughs> yeah. rebellion, is it? Yeah. yeah,
1: and then the other the other factor that they kind of raised just as a side was basically just binge drinking's not cool anymore.
0: It's not. It's cringe.
1: It's really it's cringe. cringe. Cringe
0: drinking is what it is.
1: <laughs> and then on top, so I I found something interesting in my research of people who were kind of sober, sober curious. Who were the dr- people driving this, and what are the demographics doing this? And why? These were all of my questions. Bill Gates.
0: And it's like, sorry, go on. So it's women. Okay.
1: Predominantly.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It's just history repeating itself again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, It's women um, and it's actually a reaction to an increased marketing of alcohol drinking to women. Right. Um, And it's, I think, about a sense of control.
0: Yeah,
2: see, I didn't realise this until you'd mentioned it when we were researching and, you know, you said, oh, there's this increase in marketing of alcohol towards women. I'm like, is there? And then I realised, oh my God, there is. There's but like, also we of like it, gin like, and this and like why not drink a wine and like yeah, you know what I mean? beer doesn't have to be the only thing.
0: Yeah. The other thing is, like, I remember again in my youth, and again when talking about the nineteen nineties, was like that all the ads were like really blokey even more than you know how we we're talking about the Australian cartoon version of ourselves the, yeah. the bloke with the bloody hat and the shovel and the, you know <laughs> and and i got a dog got, there's a dog I don't know how it got here like the, nice. you know it's so you've got board. dirty hands and you're in your collared bloody shirt and your tiny fucking shorts because that's what we're wearing at the time but big boots still and you <laughs> go into the fucking bar and you walk up to the bar and you lean on it and you leave like a greasy fucking stain because you're so covered in dirt <laughs> and muck and you order from the bar and the bartender gives you fucking beer and it's just got the foam that's just dripping off the edge a little bit in a way that now seems slightly sexual and then you <laughs> man, buddy, you throw it back and he's like throwing it back and drinking it all at once and its slogan's like a hard-earned thirst and shit. It's fucking like, knock him back, fucking boys. Fucking knock him back. Well, you wouldn't
1: see them drink it in Australia because you can't show alcohol consumption no, in advertisements now. But this But this Australia. is my point is that
0: like not only has the nature of the advertising changed because now it's just all we see is gambling ads, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> or, but like... Um, the, but also the, the, the direction of it was so overtly cartoonishly masculine to a point where it's just like, there are 10 people that are like that yeah. <laughs> and the rest of us aren't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I did a quick Google uh, Dimmick search to basically, cause there's a lot of, um, what is known as quit lit. So sobriety literature, uh, quit lit, quit lit. I'm about that. Um, there's a lot of it, Professor Quitlet, and I, I did a, <laughs> I did some very very uh, detailed uh, like research. So what I did is I went to Dimmicks, which is a bookstore, and I googled so I put sober in the thing and saw what came up. A lot of it was like quit like a woman, you know, controlling your life, or like okay. very much targeted towards women, which also kind of feels like a bit like women get your shit together. Can I just
2: say that like <laughs> sort yourselves <laughs> out. Quit, please.
0: quit like a woman sounds like a men's self help book. <laughs> <There's like> a- <laughs> like bracket don't close bracket quit like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sexist men's self-help book is what.
1: Yes, is. I love that. Yeah.
0: And you don't love it. I that. love
1: that. I think that's great. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> do. I'm going to write that book. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a bias there with like those kinds of books are like basically feminine marketed as well. Self-help. Self
1: self oh, I can't speak right now. Self-help. Self-help is a very feminine space. Men
2: want to quit booze, but they don't want to talk about it.
1: No, Mm. I'm going to bloody do it in silence. Within the stereotype Uh, of gender
2: that is constructed by such works.
1: So what's now happened as well is a rise of non-alcoholic, not just beers, obviously, but Uh, non-alcoholic spirits. And I wrote here, Mm. you're going to love this. This is like my thesis titles coming through for my chapters. It's called Mocktails, Non-Alcoholic Spirits and the Commercialization of Sobriety is what I wrote as the headline, like the header for this, this set of notes.
2: <laughs> Sounds like um, a book.
1: I think I could, that could be like literally a journal article. Mm. Um, see, I'm the not going dear diary. dear
2: diary. Today I didn't drink. The thing with non-alcoholic spirits for me is that a spirit is ethanol. Okay. Flavor compounds uh, from the distillation process diluted with water. So, a non alcoholic spirit is just flavor and water. <laughs> is is it isn't not? It <laughs> isn't it like the process, but later?
0: Like, isn't it actually more? Doesn't it? Because, like, as I understand it, they, 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 they subtract rather than add. You know what I mean? Do we know?
1: So, unfortunately, uh, the largest, so Liar Spirits is the largest non alcoholic spirit company at the moment. It's, in okay. a, it's a UK based company. Um, they have a proprietary.
0: Oh, non-alcoholic shit. base no that they way. we don't
1: know how it's done, so I don't know whether it's a they figured out a way to ma- basically make water plus. It's
0: just soylent
2: Midori. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if it's just gin flavors like yeah. dropped into water, or, and then they, they they go for like fifty a bottle. So it kind of makes me angry. Like yeah. I, 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 it, it makes me pretty. We well, were
0: talking about the commercialization of sobriety in the in your very fun subtitle here, but I would also say that the minute. That things become commercialized, or like now businesses are getting behind this and providing this thing, suggests that there is there was already definitely a really strong movement that somebody went like money, money, money. We we've got to make money off this, and we're going to do it now. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> well, see, like I, I'm fascinated with the, the the movement towards like non-alcoholic beers and wines and stuff and bottles. Yeah. Like bottle shops, bottle shops. Alcohol yeah. distribution Liqu- stores in
1: Dry July. Yeah. Particularly, which is a temporary sobriety fundraising thing that we do in Australia occasionally. Mm-hmm. You do like Feb, like January sober, Feb fast, October, dry it July. It depends on
2: rhyming schemes. It's, bit, <laughs> it's
1: very constrained to what we can make rhyme, but yeah. they like the BWS will have a whole wall of like for your dry July, here's all of our non-alcoholic mm. options.
2: And at first I thought, oh, it's kind of cool that they're sort of embracing sort of um, sober options. And then I sort of realised, well, really by selling non-alcoholic beer, what they're doing is kind of marketing the idea of drinking.
0: As a social thing? I would disagree because I would say, I would argue that it's more reflective of the fact that the, that drinking is an important part of Australian culture. And having a non-alcoholic option is really good. I'll use, like, Germany and sausage meat as an example. Like, <laughs> where it's just like, you know, look fucking go with me, all right? So, it's like, you know, you, the bread rolls and some cheeses and some sliced kind of deli meat is a cultural staple, right? And so there are, at the time that I was over there, it was just like looking and seeing that there were vegetarian versions of these things. And this was before we'd seen a lot of the kind of fake vegan meats and stuff show up elsewhere. And all that did was highlight to me the fact that it's just like, there are cultural staples in Germany that it's just like vegetarians don't want to miss out on that. They still want to be Mm -hmm. able to have their cultural staple. So it's like, this is just reflective of the fact that it's just like alcohol is a social thing that we do in Australia. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing if people are choosing more like mids, Or non-alcoholic beers. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's about, it's again, it's getting back to that, the root of what, you know, the ultimate goal is, which is moderating what you want to do and engaging, you know, having alcohol when you want to have alcohol, but also having the option to be at a barbecue and, you know, have something beer flavored, but not have any of the, you know, alcoholic side effects of that. That sounds great to me. I love that.
0: Something that I want to talk about now, because we've talked about moderation this entire time. Um, To to be like brutally honest, I have no capacity for moderation whatsoever. Like I'd probably fall into that category that you were describing before, where it's just kind of like when you do drink, you wait and it's because everyone's leaving that you stop. Like that, that, I fall into that. And I also fall into the momentum category of that, where it's just like, if I've had a period of time where I've decided not to drink for a bit for my own health, which I'm in the middle of right now, by the way. And then- I go, oh yeah, but it's, you know, it's a weekend. I'll have a bevy, you know, mm. I'm visiting family. I'll have a bevy or whatever like that. And from that point, I was just like, we're on. Mm. And just like, I'm back to just drinking really regularly now. So it's like, for me, I understand about myself that I need, I have an on or off switch. There's there's no moderation switch. There's no middle ground here for me. So it's like, either I am moderated by the people I'm around or the things that I need to do. Like for example, parenting or I'm on tour or stuff like that where I, I can't just drink. That's where my limitations mm. go. It's either that or just like a blanket. No, and so where I'm landing right now is a blanket. No, I'm not mm. capitalist sober. Yeah, and I'm not doing that thing. But I understand about myself that moderation is very difficult for me to maintain.
1: And I suppose that that's where sort of like I agree with the label sober curious is really like gross. I don't I don't think it's helpful. <laughs> so bad. But I think that it's encapsulating an idea of like understanding your relationship with alcohol and occasionally taking. You know, putting the break down when mm. you need to put the break down. If you need to do stuff, and then allowing yourself when you want to allow yourself. And it's about that, and that's why I'm like a
0: learned, yeah, moderation. like a mind
1: and an and an intentional and like again, these words are buzzwords: intentional, mindful. But like we can't ignore the the actual d- definition of them. An yeah. intentional drinking approach of not just falling into the trap of "I'm at a thing, let's drink." Yeah,
0: or just not thinking about it, and going with what culture going, tells you. Yeah, you exactly.
1: Know. But actually going do I actually, do, do I want to be drunk
0: mm.
1: or do I want to deal with the ramifications of drinking tomorrow yeah. or the various other questions or how much do I want to drink?
0: Exactly. You know, is Do I do I want to drive home, for example? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's actually been one of the most freeing things, by the way, of like, you know, essentially being capitalist sober, essentially going like, I'm taking a break, was just like, oh, I can just drive. Yes. Like, Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a couple of mates that have had a couple of beers while we're out and just like, oh, I'll just drop you home. I like driving.
1: <laughs> it's great. I mean, sometimes I'll drive to a thing so I have a reason to not drink.
2: Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Which is like a way of, and it's not well, like, it's,
2: That's important though, because- the that's, social
1: pressure. You, it's,
2: it's literally bypassing social pressure. What were we talking about when um, we're talking about like ways to dodge social pressure of drinking? And, you know, there's there's a method that we were talking about where, you know, um, have your first drink. If you don't want to drink very much, but you know you're going to go out with people and they're go like, oh, come on, whatever. So you you just get like a gin and soda, so, it's like a bubbly drink. And then yeah. the next time you go up, you get a soda. <laughs> right. Uh, and a no soda one will ever soda. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I find it like that's really
0: dark though. Yeah, it is dark. The implication that it's just like you have to now like convince your friends mm. that you are drinking alcohol while you're not kind of thing. It yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. That's why a lot of people that- really
2: take that line of like they very rarely drink. They take that moderation to the next level. Where it's just like, no, 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 I'm not drinking today. Because it's just like, it just shuts people up, basically. Yeah. If people get used to the idea that you don't order a beer, The I'm driving one is good. Yeah. I mean, and it is good. Again, but it's you, like, you need an excuse. Sort of exactly. Thing. Like, no, I'm not,
0: I'm driving. It's, it's like, ridiculous. Me showing up at a party. No, I'm sorry, I'm pregnant. like I'm, Well, that's the big
1: thing that I have with like, because I've gone through periods of like, I just, because I have an inflammatory condition. So drinking for yeah. me is a real question of what am I waking up with exactly, tomorrow. yeah. So I ha- I'm already having to do this just because of my health. Um, not like being intentional about when I drink. But the problem is as a, as a woman of reproductive age, mm-hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> I you have to feel that kind of potential, you know, those sorts of thoughts and questions that you could potentially get right. by going, I'm not drinking. I'm a married woman mm-hmm. who is in her late 20s. That is a possibility yeah. as to why I'm not drinking. It's not mm. what's going on. But, like, I don't like the idea of having... That's why having basically another thing that you can lean on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is, like, isn't that funny that it's just, like, the immediate implication of, like, oh, no, I don't feel like a glass of wine. is like, she's up the duff. <laughs>
2: yeah, there must be something she's up. She's fucking prego. Yeah.
0: There must be she's something
1: <laughs> But this is why I'm loving the proliferation of this discussion because I think it's, it's allowing people to sort of... Not necessarily recognise they have a problem. It's not even about that, but it's more about going... Huh, I really just drink in instances where I really don't want to. Yeah,
0: or I really just drink because not not for reasons of my choosing, just yes. because it is the socially understood norm. Yeah. I, I honestly think this is probably why it's reduced a little bit over time as people become more culturally self-aware we were talking about the you know the more politically minded mm. um you know globally minded youth now like if they're more self-aware of course they're going to be asking questions like that whereas again my age group i never did i kind of yeah. just went along with what was understood we went to schoolies we got fucked up we hmm. went out every weekend we went to pubs we went to clubs we did it i didn't enjoy it mm. but we did it you yeah
1: know? and um there's also the just just to like sort of wrap up there's also this fun thing called californian sober you're gonna love this. Okay. So this is this is a form of sobriety. It's called California sobriety. And you just you just and it's do. Just
2: from Nebraska.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's from California. <laughs> and
2: you just do acid every weekend. Um, <laughs> every you're, weekend.
1: You're you're close. Basically, it's like <laughs> it's basically you're not drinking or using anything except weed.
0: <laughs> That's not a fucking thing. <laughs> it is. That's just being a stoner, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. California sober is a joke. Yeah. And it's a very funny one. That's it's a damn. good one. I wanted to talk about. Religion for a second.
2: Yes, because guess okay, so like earlier, Sam, you said um, that like you know the temperance movements associated with Christianity, but you know really sober side of Christianity and it's really of Protestantism um, is a really small slice of that particular religious grouping. However, Islam is like an ancient sobriety culture. It's literally a, a like a religious culture.
1: Yeah, that and it's it's
2: sobriety an, is a key tenant of that religion. Well, it's a tenant. Yeah, tenant. It's tenet. T-E-N-E-T. Tenet. It is tenet. I
1: read
0: words, Jim. I don't see <laughs> them If you out read loud. it, you would know that it doesn't have more than one N. So this you?
1: Islam would be an e- <laughs> Islam would be an example of like a culture that would be strange to say that they're sober because drinking is not.
2: Well, in a lot of like in in Islamic countries, like with Islamic uh, law or the law is influenced by Islam, mm-hmm. which are kind of distinct. Um, the uh, alcohol is often. Forbidden. <laughs> it's literally illegal. Right. Uh, it is so you're not sober, You're just a citizen. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's the thing. So it's so the, the term is haram. Okay. Um, and so haram basically means forbidden, essentially. For, for Unlawful. Forbidden. But with a um, like an ideological twist, kind of thing. Yeah. So the thing is, it's kind of the opposite of halal, which is permissible. Things. Right. It's so hard, like, you know, right? You know, Halal, yeah, it's not just food because we associate it in like, you know, us who aren't Muslims and aren't in a Muslim country. So, we go like, oh, halal, we sort of think, oh, halal meat or something. Yeah. A lot of things are halal. Um, They're just permitted things um, according to the Quran. Like so, And haram is is kind of the opposite. Mm, Okay. But that's kind of misleading because apparently there's there's actually like five levels of this because it kind of goes from like... Haram light. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. It's kind of like this compulsory that's like a duty and then there's like recommended or desirable actions or or things or permissible neutral things, discouraged things and then prohibited sinful things. Yeah, right. And so that's where alcohol is is at the bottom. Actually intoxication, we should say. Intoxication
0: of any kind. So no California. No California. California. No 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 one's Cali sober there. If you you
2: remember when we're talking about coffee and in the 1200s (laughs) coffee, there was this great like sort of a intellectual battle as to whether coffee was going to be considered haram Or uh, or not because of whether it's intoxicating and the, the Islamic scientists at the time were convincing the powers that be. Um, Please let us that, have our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we really
0: need this. The amount of research this took, I haven't <laughs> slept in a fucking month.
2: Um, yeah. So what's interesting is that like um, to discover that it's not that universal, the, 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 the absence of alcohol from right. Islamic life. So, I mean, for starters, there's some sects of um, Islam uh, that is fine with it. They just make okay. a different decision and say maybe it's discouraged, but it's not sinful. That's I but think it's not a like Turkish the ultimate one. forbidden kind of one, yeah. A levy, Alevi levy Muslims in Turkey. okay. There, so they can drink alcohol. Um, but then also, like, if you go to like um, an Islamic country, even ones that have alcohol as forbidden, lots of people still drink alcohol. Um, you know, there's this amazing quote there's this there was an interview done for The, the Economist, and it was this guy, it was a hotel worker. And he said, the Quran bans getting drunk, but a beer or two doesn't hurt. This is a matter between me and Allah. <laughs> I like that. I, and it's, it sort of has a tone of being slightly facetious as well yeah, because and, it's a legal thing to But it, it also, <laughs> leans on,
0: even though it's a, like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, it also does lean on that kind of like, yeah, a beer is fine. It's gin yeah. that's the problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a beer or two is fine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's like, a, it's, again, it's that sort of moderation. I just can't
0: afford the Soylent Midori. <laughs>
2: Well, that's why. Right. So, if you look at the list of uh, alcohol consumption by country per capita, yeah, which is all very good and fun, mm-hmm. um, there's uh, lots of like they're not at the top. I remember obviously. we were talking about the UAE was on it, and I, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. really
0: fucking confused. Confused.
2: Well, Saudi Arabia is on the list. It's not zero. It's like zero point two or something right. liters per capita. But it's 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 there. It's there. <laughs> it's present. People are drinking that. And that's because it. yeah, they're, they're either smuggling it in or distilling it and brewing it then there's right. a lot of home brewing and then giving very honest answers in a census. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. how
0: do we get that fucking stat? Well, again, yeah.
2: <laughs> but the do thing you is, alcohol? It's um <laughs> it's got to be more than that, right? Like <laughs> zero yeah. point 0.2 is just like if you in Saudi Arabia mm. someone comes to the street and says, "Do you drink alcohol every day?" What do you say? Well, that <laughs> oh, reminds "Hell me
0: yeah, of- you want some? <laughs> I got a stash." Where it are you going. It reminds
1: me of someone that I used to work with who was from Um, a country where alcohol was illegal and they would literally just go over the border to drink to a different country. Yeah, right,
0: okay, that makes sense.
1: Because they were like, I can get alcohol next door, so I'm just going to go next door. And it was very close because it was a, I can't remember what country it was, but it was a small country next to It's a neighbouring
0: country, it's all good. Yeah, let's go there
1: and then you come back. And it's fine because also in some of these countries, women can't drink, but men can.
2: See, there's that Mm. chestnut again. Yeah. So, So in Saudi Arabia is one of the strictest, countries as you might imagine with um alcohol restrictions right. so if you talk about like prohibition stuff they're taking it as extreme as you possibly can um and the re- one of the big reasons why alcohol is drunk there is because there's westerners living there um, yeah and living there and working there and popping in and out and stuff like that so apparently they mostly like a lot of westerners living in saudi arabia live in these compounds um that sounds really bad but it's, it's kind of like a like a hotel-ish sort of mm. thing with a communal area that's kind of resort like not resort but like closed off
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're allowed to have
2: bevvies there. Well, you're not allowed to have bevvies there, but there's a blind eye turned. Okay, right. Like um, schoolies.
0: <laughs> so it's, less like a, it's less
2: like a dry community and more just like a damp community.
0: <laughs> Slightly soggy.
2: Well, they so the, what they distill is actually a thing called um, Sadiq, I think. Yeah, Sadiq. Um, and it's, it's basically pure ethanol. Um, it's 190 proof, which is 95% ethanol. Is that not lethal that for humans? You. It is lethal. You're meant to dilute it. Yeah, so you dilute yeah. it down to forty, um, but you unfortunately, so and this is and this very is, carefully diluted down to what you. Think <laughs> well, I mean, is it's what,
1: very easy if you know the concentration. You just do a little bit of math. It's super easy.
0: Oh,
2: is it? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Make sure that is forty percent of the new. Yeah, because like,
1: if you just you do C one V one equals C V two, you know. Sure. It's very, it's, um, nah, of course.
0: <laughs> the thing is, though, but once you finish the first bottle, that goes out the window, doesn't <laughs> it? You've got no way of calculating that.
2: No. See so, the the you know the dangers of. Um, this sort of policy, though, is that you have lots and lots of people dying, a really much, much higher number of people dying from alcohol poisoning yeah because they're drinking crazy shit and they're doing mm. it with illegal weird-made booze. Uh,
0: this was uh, reflected in the cocktails episode as well when mm-hmm. we we're talking about the Prohibition era yeah, stuff where people were trying to make bourbon and they were using dead rats and shit. Like,
2: it yeah. was bad, yeah. yeah. And
0: people were poisoning themselves.
2: Yeah, so there's apparently this shift in Saudi Arabia now where, remarkably... The authorities, the policy is starting to shift towards like it's still banned, but it's a health issue, like not like a not a religious issue. It's not issue. A religion, because yeah. so, the, the the police apparently mostly like have a bit of a sort of blind eye to a lot of the drinking that happens, mm-hmm. but the the religious police, however, do not, right. and they will happily jail Westerners, um, so right. for possessing wine and stuff like that. It's so
0: the, uh, the unblinking eye of Islamic extremism. Yeah.
2: So like, but this is kind of a dark direction we're into. <laughs> <laughs> <had. laughs> But the point is is like that's an example of like the strictest interpretation. But like even in like what we Islam which is like a sobriety culture there's Mm -hmm. actually a more diverse set of views than you would imagine that exist and also are
0: you suggesting maybe there's like a tendency towards a growth there and understanding there as as a result of maybe like a globalization kind of thing of
2: well yeah i mean like so in saudi arabia's case like that is it is because of western influence Mm -hmm. like there's more westerners there and also ever since the oil boom and stuff yeah um, the, the elite people of saudi arabia have been leaving and then coming back right so apparently like you know like there are sort of under-the-table reports from diplomats and stuff that um, there are secret bars in the high end of town. Right, gotcha. For both women and men. like Interesting, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, this is like, um, you know, another interesting one in terms of like the West, Western influence on sobriety and alcoholism. So like um, in East Asia and other parts of the world as well, Alcoholics Anonymous... Sort of had, had start, started chapters through the 20th century, and it actually became the dominant way in which sobriety was achieved. Through like you know, we're talking about like China, Japan, oh, um, India, yeah.
1: Because there's also like Drugs Anonymous and other other kind of like out, yeah, yeah. So there's like a whole bunch of different versions of these sort of intervention programs. It's so interesting because because yeah, yeah, it's, it's
2: a Christian thing, yeah. right? So, but, but this is really fascinating. And um, so something I came across, which was that in multicultural spaces historically and now even. Like especially in, in very multicultural spaces like India, Africa, how you consume alcohol or you don't consume alcohol mm. is kind of a sign of your cultural identity and your background and like your religion. Right. You know, for example, in some societies, if you don't drink because of the number of Islamic people, that people are just going to assume that you're Muslim. Fair. Um, so, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and like obviously some Protestant cultures are very like. In the sharp. same way, as like you go to a party with Sam. She doesn't have a glass of wine. People assume yeah. that she's
0: pregnant. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean it's it's a social context, right? It's a social cultural context that def- that basically gives you the definition of what the sobriety is referring
2: to. And yeah, in our society right now, that's kind of a thing as well. Like yes. if you if you say you don't drink, you're sort of signaling something here. Mm. Yeah. Like But I
0: I think what's been really good in the kind of again, we're talking about the commercialization of sobriety of sobriety. The we, we are, I just want to say that we don't have sponsors. I, mean, like, I know we make the joke all the time, but I think it's important because I'm going to bring up a particular brand here, but I just think it's a really good example of the movement towards like Australia-wide, a broader acceptance of non-alcoholic um, beverages. And there is a beer that you can get, which is like in a bloody tenny, it's in a can, it's got an old school kind of font on it, so it's got that kind of like cultural appeal for Australians and it's just called Heaps Normal.
1: <laughs> oh, I, yes, I've seen them. It's they're called Heaps
0: Normal. It is like it's an Australian slang dialect uh, yeah. in, in a kind of really matesy way and it is b- b- making the statement that it's like this is not a strange choice you're making is the way yeah. that they're advertising that. So, like, that is – it is. I know it's commercialization and it, yeah. it's so – and it's kind of evil but it's, <laughs> but it's clever as fuck. But
1: I think it's like – it's one of those interesting things when we talk about this that I'm like this is one of those times where the results of their marketing is – are that fewer people are drinking lots of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... That's not necessarily a bad outcome. And so no. it's one of those weird things where it's like they've somehow managed to stumble across something that will make them money and is a good yeah. social somehow choice. Their
0: greed helped the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting because like we've been saying, this commercialization is targeting something that is already there. Yes. This movement that's already there. And obviously we Or we're at ta- least
0: the design that's clearly already that, there. That's clearly yeah. there.
1: And like it's not just something that's happening in Australia, it's happening. In a lot of places,
0: I think like to kind of tie a bow on this whole thing. I feel like it's it's kind of cool to to observe that it's like we were talking about AA, for example, and we're talking about that being kind of like on the line of a Christian cult. I made that joke earlier, but it's like it's a really (laughs) religious-driven thing. And same with like Islamic um, sobriety and stuff like Mm. that. How we were saying like, yeah, it's it's a culture that's steeped in sobriety, but you know, there's there's fucking you know, there's people are drinking. (laughs) What? Seems to be the thing that is changing loads of people across a culture rather than just one person individually is a secular sobriety that is based on health. Hmm. So it's like younger people know the result because they've witnessed the result of generations of people who drink too much because of, you know, I don't know, expendable income and kind of an, uh, an era of wealth and things like that. An era of prosperity, and they can see the evidence of that. And so, for their financial and physical and emotional health, they're choosing to drink less culturally on the whole. So I feel like that kind of, you know, ideological, religiously driven um, sobriety might work for the individual, and frankly, might not in the long term. But what is actually changing over time is health choices. And that makes sense because then it feels like a choice and not a prison or a cage that's been put around you. It's an opportunity to kind of celebrate who you are without alcohol or to celebrate who you are without social pressures and stuff like that. And in particularly because we see young people today, <laughs> he's fucking young. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is getting like more and more pained as this goes on. <laughs> like <laughs> we see more and more young people now um, seeking individual identity I made the joke about labels and stuff before but more than ever now somebody wants to say I am and I am this and the choice to be sober or the choice to not drink and not give into social pressure is even a more of a celebration of like as personal and singular identity so I think that that's amazing to watch happen for all of those reasons we would never proselytize to you guys. We would, we're not <laughs> encouraging you to go sober or whatever else. We're just making these observations. We, the guys, have done their research, and we're just sort of off the dome. We've we done like a beer.
2: so many booze episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't it think was, there's was any doubt time <laughs> yeah.
0: that we sort of tipped the scales towards balance. We spent like an hour
2: and a half going. You
0: should drink whiskey. <laughs> um, it's yeah. so fucking good. I'll tell you.
1: And this was this was very curiosity-driven <laughs> because it was just a phenomenon that I saw, and mm. I had to know more about it. And I, I'm I. I think it's been so interesting to sort of talk about the all the various elements that come with this, mm. you know, potentially loaded term. Yes. And how, like, fascinating a shift in society where we're kind of currently witnessing and have been a part of mm. um, in relation to, particularly in Australia, our relationship with alcohol and what that means for us.
0: Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the big takeaway for me here is to maybe just observe... The ways in which I have been socially pressured. And it may not even be to do with alcohol or sobriety. Maybe we all just go away and we have a think about, you know, why we do certain things that we do. Why, why, why do we act certain ways? And why do we respond to certain situations in a certain way? Maybe it's time for a little bit of self-reflection after this uh, this episode. But thanks very much for listening, everybody. And thank you once again to the SAMs for the sterling efforts in researching and trying to communicate to, to me. This is like a combination between some kind of like uh, deep-fried clown and a plank of wood. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, So uh, don't laugh at that Don't laugh at that I'm trying to identify myself (laughs) It was visceral imagery It was very, very real Thanks again everybody But for now it's time to say goodbye From me and the Sams Goodbye everyone
2: Bye -bye. Bye bye
0: Take care of each other friends And we will talk to you soon